Hello and welcome to Planet Homemaking Podcast. I'm your host Epifanio and this is episode 811. And today we continue looking at the gift and city of Jinky 55, which is freedom. And today we're going to be looking into the music of change. That's how this um, part of this Jinky is keynoted by uh, Richard Rod on his book, The Jinkies. And I love music and I love the analogy of music uh, in regards to um, evolution. And um, <clears throat> in this podcast, we're going to be talking about its relationship with uh, genetics and the DNA and the helix structure of DNA and peptides and how everything in the universe is ultimately music. We started talking about a little bit about that yesterday, but... Uh, Ultimately, everything is frequency. Everything is sound. And sound is light and light is thought and thought is matter. Everything is one thing vibrating. And when we're talking about vibration, we're talking about time. Um, and that is basically what this multiverse is made up, is made up of time. If we, if we were to um, collapse time we would collapse the universe, this particular multiverse, right? When we're talking about multiverse, we're talking about the infinite combinations of the building blocks of reality that makes uh, specific timelines according to specific choices in our, um, in our daily life, right? It splits these timelines. And uh, from a linear perspective, that sounds, you know, completely impossible. <laughs> You're like, well, how is that even going to happen? But it is happening all the time. For every decision that you make, there are infinite decisions that you don't make. Every time that you step out and you do something very specific, you didn't do some other thing that, that you were, or many other things that you were not going to do. That day you, do, you did go to this party, you did not go to that other one, and you didn't stay home. And there was, uh, for many of them, there was a total timeline that unfolded from that. Now, if we were to see our life like a symphony, every decision, it's a note, it's a passage, it's a, um, a very specific kind of a score that uh, has a very specific note. And when we're talking about notes, we're also talking about emotion. Because emotion gets recorded in the soul, it is frequency. And so when we're talking about specific kind of music, when you're, for example, melancholy, the kind of music that will match that frequency would be melancholic music, right? When you're excited and upbeat, you know, you would need kind of upbeat kind of music depending on your kind of, you know, Behavior, not behavior is not the right word, depending on your kind of attitude, your kind of, you know, uh, style. It might be, you know, um, rock or hard rock, or it could be heavy metal, or it could be, you know, hip hop, like gangster rap, or it could be, you know, dance music, you know, depending on that. But it's a very, it's related to a very specific kind of frequency that you already have going on. So when we're talking about music in terms of the manifestation of a new biomachine or an upgraded biomachine, the body, coming down to the genetic structure, we're talking about symphonies. 
And not just the symphonies that happen in your body, but the consequences of those symphonies while we're connecting with other people at a different frequency. And again, when I mean frequency, I mean the oscillation of the wave within a certain time. And uh, a time signature, right? Because music is written on time. And so <laughs> what would kind of music exist if there was no time? Right? That is some thought, right? Was there music before the creation of this multiverse? And 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 what is actually the the because when we're kind of like talking about time, we're what we're really talking is the space between attention, focus, and then manifestation of experience. Um that's when we're talking about time. When we're present, time disappears. But still, if we are going to try to measure time and, and write it in a score, we need a, a signature, a time signature. <clears throat> How is this moving? Is this moving on a 4x4 four four beat? 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. Or it's moving on a, three, on a triplet. 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, right? And we're going to be talking about uh, Richard Roth, uh, you know, brings this concept in this area of this triplet. And he's talking about the resolution of that note. I'm not necessarily agreeing with what he's saying. Maybe I don't fully understand what he's talking about here. Because for me, it's just a different type of music. It's not necessarily that it's going to resolve or not resolve into a very specific, he calls it a longing of life itself. I don't think that a triplet makes you a longing. One, two, three, one, two, three. It's more like vals, you know, like dun, 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 dun. You know, maybe he's talking about some very specific kind of thing that he has in his mind, but maybe he's just not being concise enough to actually mean what he's talking. But we're going to be diving into that also. And so it's going to be very interesting kind of looking at this, um, how the body is music and how our emotions are music, how thought is music and how the interconnection of our relationships are music. What kind of music is our life made of? If we can go through life and just for fun, contemplate your day, you know, your moods, your kind of like or the responses of your personality to reality. How would, what kind of music would they have? And more important, what kind of music would you have instead of the kind of music that is happening? Because a lot of it, you are, we're just used to a certain kind of beat. And it's very interesting that it's called beat, right? Because we're being beaten by certain events in our lives or, or our decisions in our life. And they keep looping. And so, can you change the beat? Can you change the tune? Can you change the beat and the tune, right? But we cannot change something that we're unaware of. But if we put our attention in our lives, daily lives, and going like, well, how am I actually living my life? What is the song of my life? Or what is the, the, the you know, predominant theme, musical theme of my life? It's my life every day. What kind of, and I'm, 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 I'm not judging any kind of music, you know. I'm talking because music in itself is medicine. 
You know, sometimes when you were in a certain really dark place, you maybe you need really screamo hair, hard metal, you know, or like, you know, screamo, uh, you know, I don't even know what's it called, you know, like uh, this. <laughs> and sometimes you need, you know, Sigur Ross or, or Depeche Mode or, or you need something very like, you know, Enya, right? But sometimes the kind of music that we're listening keeps us in a very specific loop and we are existing on a certain frequency. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but the most important thing here is the awareness. And if we can begin to contemplate our life and our, you know, vibrational, emotional body in relationship to the kind of music that we are, that we are living our lives with, we can begin to change things from a different angle, right? Looking at our attitudes from the point of music going all the way down into the genetic structure. What kind of... Um, secrets are being revealed or open, these gates are open in our DNA because of the type of frequency that we are predominant. What kind of frequency? And this is something really, really clear to uh, to see. Like It's like, you know, night and day. The frequency of a city, like, you know, Atlanta or some, some big city, New York, it's going to be incredibly, like, contrasted to, like, pure Yellowstone Park, you know, or just... In the mountains, or just uh, you're by yourself against a clear, you know, lake or the river. That there is a frequency in nature. There is a frequency in the city, and there is a frequency within you. And how do we change? Because we allow our environment, and sometimes we can't help because we live in an environment that is not music. It's cacophony. If your relationships are struggle and, 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 and arguments and challenge, I'm not saying that that's anything wrong with that. What I'm saying is, what kind of life do you live if it was a symphony, right? And how that affects at a genetic structure, the evolution or the opening of your genetic structure from a frequency point of view. So it's going to be very interesting today, but before we dive into that, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what we're talking about here, you want to go to Jorn.tv, that's J-O-U-R-N.tv, that's the homepage of the podcast. At the bottom, we have a black menu with five links. One of them says Jinkies, click on that one and that will take you to episode 256. When you're there, listen to episode 256. And that'll get you started with what we're doing here. We're learning how to use this tool, these gene keys, um, to allow ourselves an understanding of our unconscious. If we can understand what's going on in not the subconscious, that's a completely different thing, the unconscious. The unconscious, we got the conscious, what we're aware of. The unconscious is what we're not aware of. And then the subconscious is the infinite mind, the mind of God, right? And so, but when we're talking about us in connection to the entire universe, if we can understand the nature of change and how it works and what can we do to flow with change instead of fighting change, because the only thing that's going to happen in this life is change. If, if there's one constant in this life is the change no matter what, you can't stop it. it if, even if you hide in, in, in inside of a, you know, 
you know, you, you freeze yourself in a, in a block of ice for, you know, and somehow survive that freezing process. And at some point, that, that you know, even if you're in Antarctica, it's going to freeze, even if it's, you know, a million years from now. And then change will come. And maybe you, you do well dead by then. <laughs> you know, maybe you survive the freezing process, right? And now change is on you. Same thing in our life. We freeze ourselves in this or that relationship or that job and we can't move. <clears throat> and at some point change comes and we don't know how to handle it. So this jinkies is based on human design, which is based on the I Ching, this, uh, you know, ancient uh, sages of China um, discover this book of changes. They wrote this book of changes, which maps all these changes that we go through in life. And if we can understand, we, I call it building blocks of reality, because everything in reality is based on consciousness. Consciousness is the underlying blueprint of, of everything. If we can understand change and how it manifests in our lives, then, uh, you know, at that point, we're a whole new level of reality because we're not going through life stumbling. It's like the difference between doing your homework and showing up next day to, you know, whatever things that you need to do for your work or for school and actually getting done, getting it done because you actually know what, what, what the fuck's going on instead of just showing up and winging it, which it, sometimes it works, but most of the time it doesn't. And that's what we're doing through life. We're winging it because the kind of education that we get in this reality for the most part is incredibly useless. You know, we grew up in a family and we learn all of this stuff that comes from unconscious stuff from our parents. And we pick up on that stuff and then we go through life and repeat that with our new relationships and then our family and our children. And I think the shit just keeps going on generation after generation. Nobody knew why the monkey is being beaten. But, there, you know, that's why <laughs> that's that's what we do here. We beat that, you know, whoever shows up in the door. And that's a way of living that is not conscious. And so without awareness, without consciousness, we're looping. We're stuck in plateaus that don't go anywhere. And so if you feel that stagnancy in your life or you're stuck in, in certain things, patterns that repeat, and we go, well, how do we move forward? If we can understand how the entire universe is mapped inside of the DNA of this biomachine, and we can learn how to properly use this biomachine we're riding in this reality, these bodies, then we're no longer lost <coughs> and, 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 and looking for an answer everywhere except within us. And so on that page, episode 256, you'll see a link that says click here to get your own free personalized hologenetic profile. When you click on that link, That'll take you to the Jinkies website where you can download your free personalized hologenetic profile. There's an example on that page. It's a sort of this geometric map with circles and numbers and words and lines. And uh, <clears throat> this is the map that we're using um, to start our study of these gene keys, right? Which basically they are just um, an understanding of the process of moving from fear to love and becoming prepared for the door of enlightenment to open when we have uh, when we're when we're fulfilled when we've lived every experiences that we wanted to live we've lived all our dreams in physicality 
and then there's no longer anything else. You look outside and you see, well, I've already been that and I've already done that. And you see this and this and this. There's no longer a judgment. You know, if some madness is happening, I'm like, well, I was mad at some point in my life, like just like that. There's no longer a judgment of anything that's going on outside. You're not afraid and you're no longer clinging or wanting any of these dreams of physicality. Then the doorway opens and we begin to enter into what uh, in the Jinkies is called the Siddic state, which is the divine gift. <clears throat> so all of that information is there in episode 256. There's a, a video of Richard Rod talking about it, another audio, there's links, there's um, you know explanations, charts, there's an index of you know all the episodes in, in the in the podcast. We have eight hundred and eleven now episodes that talk about this stuff. There's materials recommended, links for books and all this stuff. And this isn't an astrology reading that you're going to get in 20 minutes and it's going to tell you the two. You shall be married in the morning, you know, and then, you know, you're going to be, uh, you know, whatever you, you get on a, on a Chinese cookie, a fortune cookie. This isn't that. This is work. This is true spiritual work. And I love this uh, tool. It's a tool, these jinkies. And what it is, is um, a compilation, kind of like a, a you know, a, a soup of uh, tons of spiritual traditions and religions and and um, and systems, you know, like the Tarot and the Kabbalah and you know the Jinkies and the I Ching and human design and astrology and alchemy and Sufism and Christianism and Buddhism and Taoism and Zen and <laughs> and all really are well mixed. I'm not. I don't completely agree with it. I com- I agree with about eighty five percent of it or eighty percent of it, and then there's another. 20, 15% that I absolutely, you know, I think that Richard Rudd is, he just, he, he hasn't seen this stuff. It's not like he, you know, purposefully left it out. Because I don't think his essence, I can feel his essence. But he just doesn't understand a certain area that is key. And I talk a lot about this. And it's the, the, the distinction within yourself be, between the individual and the personality. He calls the individual what we call the personality, but he doesn't allude to the individual, right? And uh, that is the way back home to God. You, We are not going back home to go through an ascension of humanity. The ascension of humanity happens because through in our individual journey and our individual work, we become this manifested advanced consciousness, if you want to call it, or high frequency consciousness that pulls the body and opens the DNA. <laughs> so we're not going to, um, you know, go back home by creating communities or, or, or you know, collectives or, or, you know, dreaming of this utopia or trying to do this or that. We're going back home by recognizing that we're home. We've always been home because we're the children of God. And there is nothing wrong with your life, whatever it is that you're experiencing. But you do have to go through whatever it is you got. You have to go through that you are experiencing right now to get to the other side. Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? That's the story of our lives. We got to get to the other side and nobody can take you there but you. And so if we can understand why are we moving forward and we go through these 64 ways of why aren't we moving forward? And we call these the shadows. These are misunderstandings of reality, living in our unconscious, creating our reality. 
And this is why things don't work. Sometimes you say, well, why the law of attraction don't working for me? Or why isn't this, why this, why that? And it is because we have parts of our own conscious that we haven't addressed. <clears throat> and this map, this hologenetic profile that you download on the Jinkies website will get you started with that. And then I personally, I'm looking at the entire 64 Jinkies within the genetic structure as the entire journey, right? Because I, I, I identify with so many Jinkies that are not in my hologenetic profile, but I, I totally know a lot of them, a few of them, I, I don't even understand. But I know they're part of me, and so I'm taking the entire 64. But that's a big jump, you know, you got to start. This 11 that come on your hologenetic profile, it's already a lot. <clears throat> so all of that information is there. There's charts, there's, um, you know, the habits, the, the spectrum of consciousness. You'll see all of these gene keywords, right, gene keys. This is how we, through the art of contemplation, we have established a connection directly with source and we start downloading our own relevant information to our lives, cutting off the intermediary, the priest or the guru or whatever, and getting directly to what's relevant to our lives right now. Also, if you want to learn more about Planet Homemaking, Pearl Planet, you want to learn more about me, John.TV, the pioneers of the Great Awakening, click on the About tab, listen to Episode 1. The purpose of all these brands is where our, our goal with all of these band, brands is to help lay out the blueprint for a real civilization. We do not live in a real civilization. This, this civilization is fake. The only thing real here is you, your relationships, and your creations before they get absorbed into what I call the hierarchical matrix system, which is um, a fake reality. Everything here is fake because the deeper truth of reality, it's not, uh, we're not living it. Not because we can't, but because our attention uh, exists in a very sh small uh, little corner of the universe. And uh, uh, we keep looking there and, and the world kind of perpetrates or, or per, you know, r remains, keeps our attention looking in a very limited uh, area of the universe. And the consequence of that is just suffering. Suffering that is because uh, as individuals, we are not taking responsibility for our unconsciousness. For the unconsciousness of what I call the personality, because you, as the individual, we don't have unconsciousness. We're pure presence. You know, we're just whatever you put your attention. That's where you are. But the personality that we have developed because we have we're riding these bio machines in this reality, <coughs> it's what kind of gets us stuck in our loops. And this unconsciousness is energy that is feeding. These uh, this hierarchical matrix system at a larger scale, corporations and governments and financial systems and economic systems and education, medicine and science and all of it. It's it's just, you know, it exists in a tiny little hole and, and it's really not going anywhere. It's spinning on loops. And even when we say, oh, we're evolving as a civilization. No, there's still struggle. There's still poverty. There's still abuse. There's still slavery. There's still hunger. There's still atrocities happen at a level that is beyond comprehension. You know, for many of us, you could like, oh my God, how do they do that? And, and it's because we've already lived it throughout many lifetimes. So we've already done with that barbarism and we're looking for love. We're looking for the next expression of God. And so we're done with that. I'm, I'm thinking, why would anybody would be living that anymore? 
you don't belong in that reality anymore. And so because we've kind of like begin to move our attention from that limited, very nasty uh, choice of life because you say, well, the world is just the way that it is now. Uh, there's a really interesting um, scene, <clears throat> and I think it's the second of the Hunger Games movie uh, when they're, um, I don't know if, if you've seen this movie, but there's a scene where at some point I think they brought these la- old champions. I think it's the second uh, Hunger Games movie, and uh, they're interviewing them in this ridiculous show with this moron of a uh, of a host, which is a parody of what, you know, the media is becoming, just, you know, morons. And uh, <clears throat> and there, and one of these uh, contestants is saying, you know, um, because the questions are stupid, you know, how do you feel about this thing where they've been forced to murder each other and it's just atrocity after atrocity? And one of the contestants says, well, you know, just like we have the power, the, 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 the will or something like that, I'm paraphrasing, to have this contest and in his mind he's thinking this charade we also have the will to not do it and the, something like that right and that was incredibly poignant um so i, I you know kind of the host kind of giggles and says oh. but that's exactly what it is we are playing the charades of the world but it's because our attention is on them when we move our attention somewhere else we're living a completely different life and you say, well, we have to live here because, you know, you need to make money and all that stuff. <clears throat> At which point we realize that the whole financial system, the tax structure, it's, it's, uh, it's thievery. It's not even real. The, the you know, federal, uh, you know, reserve is, is um, you know, the, that makes the money. You know, it's as federal as Federal Express when you understand that the tax, uh, you know, you don't really need to pay taxes based on the true constitution of the United States. You know, this stuff, people don't even know it. Right. And so to really dive into the tax code, which is a book thick and and people have done this and they have found out and take it to court and they've been dismissed because they don't want people to really find out what's written on that that code because it's written in, you know, an alien. (laughs) This kind of legalese thing, it's it's made to confuse people. And so when you dive into this, the kind of the, the 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 columns that build this reality truly dive in it you realize that this whole the way that the world works is a, it's a charade it's a game it's a, it's a, it's a joke and and we do not need to live the way like that things like for example bitcoin you know that it's a currency that is decentralized cannot be controlled even the only way probably they can't control and it it wouldn't even work like that if they turned off the internet for the entire world, <laughs> you know, you can still exchange um, Bitcoin through radio frequencies with a ham radio. It's going to be more complicated, but they can't stop it. And so when when you finally see these kind of paradigms popping up that totally <laughs> obliterate the notion of living in a certain way, in a certain reality... Now you're seeing people starting to think and to act outside of this box of reality that we've been living for so long. Why do we still have poverty? Why do we have children that are suffering and their sex trade and, and, and uh, atrocities and torture and murder when we have an infinite abundance with the sun? 
The sun gives us so much energy. The entire of the planet, all of the trees feed off of sun. Why do we need gas? Or we, why do we need, you know, um, batteries for our electric cars? Where we can store uh, solar energy in rock. You know, take a look at um, uh, mirror farms, if you don't know what that is. Turn it into helium and, and run the whole of our, you know, everything in the entire world with... Um, not helium, hydrogen, I'm sorry. <coughs> with hydrogen. Out of the sun, there's a way to do that. And it will fuel the entire world with, you know, a, a, an area not even larger than you know, a quarter of the Sahara Desert, right? But we would not have hydraulic despotism. We would not have control of resources. And because we cannot put the blame on the these people running the show, they're just the manifestation of our own unconscious shadows. And that's how they feed off our own. It's our responsibility to heal ourselves so that we can make different decisions in our lives. So on that day on the band about page at the bottom, there's a resources sections, videos that explain what's going on at a physical level. Because uh, right now we're in a place where we need to make decisions in our lives that are literally life and death. We have come to a place in our evolution where um, the power of propaganda and media has reached a point that it's almost, it is mind control. It's called mass formation psychosis. And uh, if you don't know who you are, you follow trends that end up taking you to the butcher block. And it is happening. Uh, but at the same time, we're awakening and saying, well, okay, enough with this thing. You know, how, how about we just, you know, have, have fun and actually evolve? And a lot of people are doing that and we're shifting timelines, kind of separating these parallel universes and existing in a different reality. <laughs> so all of that information is, is there. Let's dive into this, the music of change that uh, Richard Rod is talking about. And I'll give you my own download as we go through what he's talking about. Many scientists have found similarities between the structure of DNA and music. And I'm going to just put my input there. They're the same. Music is DNA. And so uh, when they have found similarities is because they're not seeing the full picture because they don't have the capabilities of seeing the full picture. But everything is music. The entire of the universe is music. Our DNA structure is music. So parts of DNA and protein sequences are often repeated in very minor changes. What are we having there? We're having music, we're having a melody, we're having harmony, we're having a rhythm. And if we can understand this music at a genetic level, that's a different kind of consciousness. If we can listen, just like, for example, uh, Mozart, when he was uh, a, a kid, this was such a prodigy that he could hear the music in his mind and write it perfect. He never made mistakes. It was like something never seen before. So imagine we evolved to the point that we can hear DNA as music. And that is how, you know, these great races have created their DNA. It's music. And they're creating music when they're creating uh, DNA structures, right? And this is us in other timelines, in other time spaces, right? <laughs> so this imperfect repetition, and I wouldn't call it imperfect. I call it, you know... <laughs> Who is to know what's in, what's perfect and what's not? If it's there, there's for a reason it's there. Even if you could say, well, that's a mutation. Yes, but 
the main thing that I always look at is our perception of time. We're looking at a mistake now, but maybe that is, there's, everything is there for a reason. And that mistake in quotes, that mutation now, what it's going to really, how is that going to look in 5,000, 10,000 years, a million years? Where is that going to go? If your mind can calculate the math of the you know, consequences of a ripple of that mutation, if you want to call it like that, and you can see the consequences of that. This is dimensional, multidimensional mind when you stop and when you start um, kind of collapsing time. And you have the tools to observe the consequences of a certain mathematical equation. Where is he going to evolve? Because everything is math in the universe. And if you can see the future, where is that going? How is that going to manifest? And then you realize there is no imperfection anywhere because we're all going home and everything is finding its way back to God, right? So this imperfect, in quote, repetition has often been linked to the compositional structure of music, particularly classical music and music from the East. I don't know exactly why he's saying that. You know, I mean, maybe that's what he thinks. But I think all music is, you know, I guess maybe he's talking about music that is not, um, you know, tied up to the four uh, beat structure. You know, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, because classical music, you can... You can write it on any time of time signature and Eastern music even has scales that got beyond uh, 12 notes because they're subdividing the notes into smaller notes. And that's when you hear music from India. It has this kind of twang to it, you know, because they have more notes and it's the same notes, but they're just subdividing it. So there's more specifics. Those scales are very interesting. And so um, the idea that the human body itself is musical is not so far-fetched. We are a delicate framework of rhythms and melodies. Our brain waves, blood circulation, heartbeat, endocrine cycles, and the very fluid of our cells all breathe according to a very consistent rhythm. And I'm going to add there the cycles of the universe. You know, we live in a planet that spins around the sun and it gives us a night and day. And then it has an orbit around the sun that at some point is further away. It gives us the seasons. Now we have, you know, summer and spring and and autumn and, um, and winter, you know. And then the, the sun itself is also on an orbit around the central sun, you know, so... How many cycles we have these that the the, the, Indi, the Hindu have, you know, that have these yugas, right? That are these huge cycles, right? This is rhythm. The entire of the universe is rhythm. And our bodies, right, they align to the universe, right? The flow of your bl- blood. And when we're talking about brain waves, we're literally talking about music. We're talking about waves, which is, has a crest and a valley, which is what? Frequency. Because at a certain frequency, we got certain amount of waves of valleys. Within a th- certain amount of time, you have that higher frequency, you would have more crest and valleys within the same time signature. And now we're talking about that you know, underlying container of music, which is that silence that is subdivided by rhythm. And that rhythm is what we call time. So at an even deeper subatomic level, our molecules and their atomic structures also vibrate at very high frequencies and are designed around universal geometries. 
I would say, at a deeper subatomic level. Uh, it's everything. It's not just high frequency. It's, it's whatever the observer observes, that's what it's going to be. When we're talking about the quantum world, is we're literally talking about the foundation of reality. So it's not high frequency. It's all frequencies simultaneous. Simultaneous frequencies all over in the subatomic world. Right, We have high frequency, we have low frequency existing in the same melody. Imagine that. What kind of music is that? That is the music of God right there. It's all potentials existing simultaneously. And that's why they call the electron cloud because they cannot figure out how it actually works. (laughs) And it's so funny because we grow up with this idea of the atom, which is this circle or kind of this nucleus. And you got the atoms in these orbits around. But it's not really like that. It's more like a wave of probability, and then when the observation, um, the scientist actually decides what it's going to be, then actually that wave collapses into a particle, and now we have a particle. Where did that particle came from? It's a choice, it's a decision, it's an observation. And so when we're talking about music, what kind of music are we observing at a subatomic level? And then that kind of music pops up and becomes our life. So... um and then universal geometries, I do see everything is universal geometry. Probably the most amazing, the most accurate way to, uh, you know, talking about, it wouldn't be even talking about the universe, is geometry, is math. Because that's the one thing that everything kind of uh, falls into if we can talk about. This is one thing that um, physicists and, and, you know, high advanced mathematicians, they can talk about very advanced things, but just through equation. Because there's really no way to put that stuff into uh, into words. Words are incredibly useless to actually talk about uh, the real mysteries of the universe. <laughs> so seen in this way, the human being is a symphony of interwoven rhythms, tempos, and sound. Um, okay, it's music. Yeah, tempo is is the same as rhythm, you know, um, and and sounds is is frequency, right? So um, you know, yeah. The 55th gift is deeply connected to sound. Everything is connected to sound. It's not just the 55th. And the way in which our bodies and emotions respond to sound. And I'm going to kind of make a, you know, where does the emotion come from, right? The emotion didn't just pop out of nowhere. The emotion is the physical, the, the manifestation in the body of thought. Because we chose thought whether we feel affected by the external world and now we're afraid, that is a frequency, that is music, that is a sound, and it's going to resound, resound through the body as emotion. So it's not our emotions, but these are the emotions that the bio-machine is experiencing because of our choice of focus, right? So, So it's not like our emotions, it's the emotions that get experienced. And the key here is not that there's any emotion that there's wrong or right, the question is, have you lived this emotion already? <laughs> All you have to do is weigh it against your soul, your heart, and, and listen. Do I know this emotion? Have I lived it already? How much have I repeated it? Am I looping on this emotion? And then at that point you go like, yeah, my whole life is fucking fear. Or I live in guilt or shame or whatever it is. This emotion, which is a very specific frequency tone. And there's a spectrum of this frequency tone. We call it the spectrum of consciousness in the jinkies. But there's other ways to measure it literally with Hertz. In Hertzian, right? 
the kind of oscillations between a very specific measure of time and you get higher frequency as we go from fear all the way to love and joy and enlightenment. Um, but that's the question. That's the, that's the true question. Are you done living that emotion? And we are not going to stop living it until we truly understand it. And that is the journey here. Understanding emotion, right? So, um, <clears throat> right, so... Um, it's it's how sound, um, the 55th gene is deeply connected to sound and the way in which our bodies and emotions respond to sound. Because you're basically responding to yourself. The universe is a mirror and at the very foundational level is a mirror of frequency. So you're responding to the frequency of the universe and the universe is responding to you. And a very good example is when you call like you, somebody comes with a certain vibe. You can immediately feel it if you are you're paying attention. God, this guy has a really fucking ugly vibe. You get away from them. And somebody comes with an open heart and full of love and there's no, you know, they're not really, you know, aggressive or anything. Wow, you're like, "Yeah, I want to be around you. You feel very nice." What is it? That is music. It's sound. And when you concentrate and and kind of like uh, put your attention in, you can even listen to their music. It's a frequency tone, right? And it feels your subatomic structure because you're vibrating, right? And where, what is that vibration? It's the same thing that happens when you struck a, 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 a string on the guitar. The guitar vibrates. And that is what makes the music. So our bodies are vibrating because of our attention on certain thoughts that have a certain frequency and because of our response to our interaction with our world. And ultimately, as you know, as you evolve, you are no longer going to be um, reacting to your exterior experiences, you know, unless it's something that you want to experience, you know, like joy or, or love, you know. But ultimately, uh, certain things are not going to make you vibrate anymore, like fear and, and anger and stuff like that. You just observe it and it doesn't make your body vibrate anymore. So you're no longer in that vibrating at that frequency. This is what our bodies are. Our bodies are a musical instrument that vibrates according to the frequency that we are allowing <clears throat> because of our choice of attention or our misunderstanding of reality. Either way, it's going to work. So the ageless connection between the human emotional spectrum and music is rooted in this jinky, according to the um, Richard Rod. One of the most poignant analogies between the structure of DNA and music concerns the triplet. DNA is structured in triplets made up of combinations of best base pairs. And, you know, he's making a very a broad example here with triplets because I, I think he needs to be more specific. I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about here with triplets because triplets are basically, you know, vols. One, two, three, one, two, three. Triples are not even sound. They're, they're rhythm, right? I mean, you can you can give them... One, two, three, one, two, three, or one, two, three. You can give it notes, but it's basically a rhythm. Dun, 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 dun. So basic, basically, basically, I think that what he's referring to, and we're going to get into that into a second, he's, he's talking about the resolution of it, expecting that one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. 
But that is just a choice of tempo. That has nothing to do with a resolution, you know. So let me just finish reading what he's saying and then we'll really dive into that. <laughs> so, um, the, um, right, so the most poignant analogies between the structure of DNA and music concerns the triplet. DNA is structured in triplets made up of combinations of base pairs. Okay, the triplet is the key structural foundation of the entire genetic helix. I'm not sure exactly what he means with that. In music, the triplet represents something quite extraordinary. In, in, in Actually, in music, the triplets represent just a triplet. Just like any other note, it's not anything extraordinary. It's cool, but it's not any cool that a seven on, on top of eight or a three-fourths or whatever. It's just on time. It's just uh, three notes. Played together, it's just a time signature, and and it's not even a time signature. It's, it's you can put it within any time signature. It's just three notes played in a certain kind of kind of cadence, you know, dun, 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 right? And um, it represents the pure longing of life itself. I mean, that's what he's saying. I'm, I mean, he, I think that he really needs to go into more explanation what he means to that because this is a very open-ended thing. I'm not sure exactly what he means with the triplet meaning um, the, um, you know, the uh, what's it called, the the triplet made uh, represents the pure longing of life itself. I mean, maybe because it's tan 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 tan, and it's not really resolving. Maybe that's what he means. So your life is this tan 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 tan. So you never get to whatever it is that you're going. You're just looping. Tan tan tan. Maybe that's what he means. Um, but it can be used in many ways. You know, a triplet doesn't necessarily have to mean that because it could be something really beautiful, like tan 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 tan. And you know, you can start giving it these vowels, and and instead of you know, f- focusing on, on being the longing of life itself, you can um, see it as a, as a melody that, that kind of um, cradles you, you know, like you can feel it like the waves of the ocean. Tan, 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 tan. Why do you see it has to be the longing of life itself? I, I, I wouldn't limit that to the triplet. But that's uh, what he's saying here. So the musical triplet is always trying to resolve to another note. And here is uh, something that uh, I don't know where he's pulling this thing out of here, out of his ass. The musical triple is the musical triplet. It, it's not trying to resolve into another note unless that's what you want as a musician and, and, and you write that. The triplet is just uh, it's just like a number. It's like a, a four or a six or, you know, it's like a chair. It's just thing that it's a tool that you use when you're writing music. It's not trying to resolve into another note. I think that that's what he, that's how he perceives it. Uh, but uh, when you truly understand how to use notes, it's just uh, you know, it's a hammer or a nail. You know, it's a, it's a, it's something that you write music with. At some point, you put a triplet, and it's gonna sound tan tan tan, and then you keep going. You know, so it's not trying to resolve into anything <clears throat> unless as a musician you want to make it like that and you can make it that. But anyway, it's kind of vague what he's really saying here. And in this sense, it has the effect of leaving the human heart hanging in the air. That's it. 
Does it leave you hanging? Maybe. I mean, dun, 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 dun. If you can see it from that kind of creepy perspective, eh, artificial intelligence, and you put these weird notes on it, and maybe it is, but if you put beautiful notes in it, what you get is a valse. You know, like all uh, kind of classical valse. And now you're dancing. You're dancing this beautiful swinging note and swinging up, you know, rhythm. Whatever you want, you know. It's the music that you put to the triplet that will give you the melody. It's not the triplet itself. The triplet is just a tool. So um, I don't know what, what he means. I mean, he's maybe he's he's wanting something else. But it's as simple as just writing it, you know. So it's not like you live to, you have to live your life on triplets. Maybe he's referring to our loops on consciousness that never really resolve. <clears throat> and uh, leaving the human heart hanging in the air, I, um, I don't know why would that be. But anyway, so this longing is exactly what is expressed through the 55th gift. I don't think so because there's no longing in, in a gift. There's no longing in freedom, particularly this 55th jinky. There's no longing in freedom because you are free. So I don't know why he's saying that here. Uh, it is the longing to create more. You don't long to create more. You just create more. The way, the moment you put your attention on something you're creating, why would you long? That's, that stuff happens on the shadow. We've already been through the shadow of this jinky. So this makes no sense what he's talking about here. Unlike duality, Trinity is not a straight line. It doesn't rest but repeats. Always free and always fresh. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, when we're talking about a Trinity, now we're talking about it's not, a, it's not a, um, a triplet. That's a completely different thing. A triplet in music is just three notes. When you're talking about a Trinity, you're talking about a triangle. And the Trinity, it is the strongest uh, geometrical for their geometrical shape um, in, uh, of all of them. And if you take it for the three dimensional, you're going to have a pyramid. That is the most powerful and solid structure in architecture. And so, um, so uh, duality is not a strain line. Maybe you could, you're talking about two-dimensional reality from one point to another. Maybe that's what he means with a straight line in duality. And duality, we got the swinging right of the shadow from tyrant to victim, right? But on the Trinity, um, I guess he's talking about, because yesterday we were talking about this um, sacred marriage. And then at some point we're going to be talking about Mercury, right? The the alchemical child we did talk about that in a few episodes ago <coughs> in alchemy so that would be the divine trinity you know the father the mother and the child right at that point you have this the basic structure of family right which is the structure of this reality and you have that within right what you know in in christianity you got the father the son the holy spirit right and and then you can continue and go into alchemy and and it goes all over the place but I think he's just pulling stuff from a bunch of different places and don't really uh, kind of go connecting the dots very well. Um, so, so unlike duality, Trinity is not a straight line. It doesn't rest but repeats. Uh, always free and always fresh. So um, you could take a triangle into music and represent it in so many different ways. Even a uh, tri triplet, you could do it into a triangle. 
Actually, no, because the triplet, uh, you got the, the, the first note is the strong note on a triplet. So I'm not sure exactly what he's talking about here. As the great change comes to human beings, the ancient fear within us will subside and we will hear a new kind of music. And it is not hearing the music, it's being the music. This isn't about uh, the senses of the body. This is about uh, the vibration of the heart. Just like uh, Jesus uh, used to say, I'm paraphrasing, something like, um, it doesn't harm what comes in through the mouth, but what comes out of the heart. And so if the vibration, he was talking about frequency, because what is the heart? That's the soul, right? We are broadcasting a signal. And the signal that we broadcast, if it's low frequency, it's not just affecting you, it's affecting your environment. It's toxic. And you can feel it in people when their vibration is low. It's like you don't want to be around them because their vibration is toxic because the reality that they're coagulating around them, it's toxic. And so that's, um, you know, that is the music that we're, in, in my opinion, what we're going to experience is not something that we listen, but something that we realize that we are and we become, we become this new music uh, because we have raised our frequency, the, the consciousness, the individual within us, and that is affecting the personality and it's affecting the bio machine. We, by, we vibrate at a higher frequency that chemically lift us free from all genetic fears. And um, I do agree with that. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, again, the genetic is secondary. You know, the first is, is, is the soul. It's consciousness itself. The body comes afterwards. You know, it doesn't come. The body doesn't come first. So we become one with the music of life and experience the entire spectrum of emotions from light to the dark without fear and without shame. And at this point, I think that by the time we get to that, the reason we get to that is because we've already experienced all the dark emotions. It's not that there's anything wrong with that, but at that point, when we're going, when he's talking about this great change, we're not going to be experiencing these dark emotions anymore because you don't need them because you've already experienced them. And obviously, you're not afraid of them because you understand them. So um, maybe what he refers is to truly be free, <clears throat> meaning allowing yourself to have the freedom to experience this, even though you don't longer need them anymore. And I do agree with that because, you know, ultimately what is freedom is you know, not living in a containment box of a specific behavior dictated by your beliefs or your habits or, or the society or the family you've grown up, the, the structures that you put yourself in, right? Um, <clears throat> so this is a new kind of music for humans. I do agree. And not for humans, but for you and for us, which is, you know, God, the universe in the perspective of the universe, right? And then it goes into the biomachine because the biomachine is the, is the instrument, right? That's going to resonate and, and emanate and broadcast this music, right? So there are no paths to follow and no need for systems or structures to keep us safe. And ultimately, that's it, you know, to really get to this point where, we, um, where we're no longer afraid of dying. And, and we are afraid of dying because we have given our power away to the personality, to the body, mind, consciousness, to the bio machine that is afraid of dying because it is going to die. 
And so if we can live within our observer, our the you know the true essence of who we are, the light of creation, there is no death there. And so ultimately that will absorb the consciousness of the biomachine and, and there's then it disappears because now you're an eternal point of perspective. And uh, and you're no longer living in the fear of dying. Um, and so you don't need anything to keep you safe because you're not afraid of dying. So those old ways are living the world. Um, I think that we're just splitting different parallel universes and we're just living in one that that's not no longer. Uh, we're just raising our frequency. And as we raise our frequency, we're capable of see all of the frequencies that are not vibrating at high frequency, but they don't see us anymore. And so um, we're just vibrating in a different mm, universe, right? Or whatever you're going to call it, different dimension. Um, so the new human being um, is no longer trying to escape the pure longing of life within him and her. And what is this pure longing of life? <clears throat> pure longing of life is not having. Pure longing of life is time. When you are enmeshed in time, you're longing. Longing for what? For what you don't have. But you don't have it because you haven't given it to yourself. Because where does it come from? It comes from your focus. When you become one through attention with something, it comes even a point where you don't even need to experience it. You will experience it because you manifested it by your attention. But you don't even need it to. Because why? You've already experienced it. So I don't know what he's talking about here. It doesn't make sense because we're talking about the the, um, the the gift here. And not only the gift, the gift and city together that is freedom. At that point, there's no longing for life, right? <clears throat> you know, we're no longer trying to escape the pure longing of life within. within. There is no pure longing for life within. That is what the personality wants. Because it knows it's going to die. <clears throat> so it's about the true realization. We are not this personality. We're not here to long for life. Because the moment that you focus your attention. You become that life. Anything. So it's really about giving yourself the life. That you choose to experience. Because it is happening right now in a timeless state. <clears throat> when you give yourself the gift of freedom. And that is the gift of freeing your attention, freeing your point of attention. You allow yourself to stop calling your imagination, imagination. And you realize that that is the key, the door, and it is the passageway to the kingdom of heaven. When you allow yourself, your imagination to bring to you the universe, you are free. You're free right now. There's no longer any longing if you have a, a choice, you want to go somewhere, you just put your attention there. And eventually it will manifest physical. But you're no longer attached to the need to have the physical experience anymore. Because that's the kind of stuff that the personality wants, right? <clears throat> so, we no longer fear true freedom because we operate from an awareness that is beyond the mind. And it concerns about the future. I do agree that uh, we no longer fear. Because we operate from an awareness that is beyond the mind. Which is beyond the personality. But it doesn't concern about the future. That, that part he's wrong on that. We're wrong going to Congo there. Uh, it, presents a, it concerns about the present. Only the present. When you're concerned about the future. You're not here. You're back in longing. 
This awareness is here. And you want to know what's here? The future, the past, other dimensions. The infinite of the entire multiverse is here because there's no longer time. There's no longer a space from here to there. There's no longer a longing from, you know, am I going to get it? You know, all of that is the kind of stuff that the personality trips about. So um, none of that stuff is there. So it does not concern about the future. It concerns about the present. So ultimate freedom has nothing to do with your life circumstances. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It is the freedom of allowing the self to dissolve into the waves of the ocean. He said it poetically, but he's right. You dissolve into um, the flow of the universe. These waves of the ocean is the waves of creation, right? You dissolve back into this ebb and flow, which what it is, it's a wave. It's a crest and a valley. And what is that? Music. Frequency, right? Same thing. So it is the freedom that is born through one's absolute absolute trust in life. And I would say trust in God, right? Trust in life is God. So it's the absolute trust, not in life itself, but in the creation that comes from within your connection to the source, which is the universe. You understand that your entire life depends on your focus. Because that is the gift that we've been given, the free will to position our attention. And then you learn how to trust your focus. Because it's no longer hijacked and manipulated by the personality, by the media, by your mom, by your boss, by your wife, by your kids. You can have all those relationships. You can contemplate all of this stuff. You can pay your attention to all of it. But your true connection is con- it's, it's, it's grounded in God. Right In the infinite expression of everything that is the universe, that is life, right? So we've reached the end of the episode today. Today was kind of like a little fluffy episode. There's a lot of open-end things because a lot of what Richard Rod is talking about here, it's kind of very general and it's not very specific. And it kind of pulls stuff out of his ass every now and then and just says something that sounds poetic, but it's not necessarily like, you know... I mean, it's, it, I know kind of where he wants to go. So it's not like he's not totally off, you know, center here. But it's it's very kind of expensive in many ways. But if we want to nail it down more specific, your life is a symphony. Wherever you choose to put your attention, you're making music because it's frequency, right? Your thought, your choice of thought, every thought has a frequency, right? So you are choosing to make music by your choice of attention. And when you choose that, you vibrate that through your heart. This is what Jesus said, you know, it doesn't hurt what comes in through the mouth, but what comes out of the heart. But at the same time, it loves what comes out of the heart. If you raise your frequency, your heart is going to be broadcasting a very different frequency than fear and control and, and, you know, guilt and shame and all of those lower frequencies that at some point you realize... I'm done with this stuff. I don't need to be ashamed or, or guilty about any of this shit or being afraid about any of this stuff. Why? Because I'm trying to fulfill a promise to my mom or my whatever that I will forever be ashamed about this shit. Some crap that's stuck in the unconscious. You went in, you clean it out and you say, well, this was just some ridiculous agreement that I made. Who knows in a past life or, you know, you still make it repeating it in these lifetimes, you know. 
You see it and you go like, well, that was silly. <laughs> Why was I doing that? And then you clean it up and you go like, you know, I don't want to live there anymore. Let's let's evolve. Let's grow. Let's allow ourselves true freedom. And what is true freedom? Give yourself the gift of the infinite through your point of attention. How it is to contemplate the mathematics and the geometry of the creation of symphony of the universe, not through your just your frequency, but the combination of the frequencies between your relationships. Now that's fucking epic. Contemplate that when you're vibrating and you're creating music when you're having a conversation. How sexy is that? Now that is hot. That's hot. <laughs> and then we create this because, you know, when you have a band, right, a really solid band, the music is awesome when when all of the musicians are flowing. If there is, uh, um, there is uh, um, a disconnection between the flow, then the music gets weird. And it's sad and it's, oh my God, I don't want to hear this stuff. Particularly when you're improvising, right? So we've reached the end of the episode. Our podcast is every day, Monday through Sunday. Um, tomorrow we're going to be um, posting the pioneers of the Great Awakening. And uh, we have a great uh, guest we're going to be posting tomorrow. Uh, but when you go to Jorn.tv, that's J-O-U-R-N.tv, that's the homepage of the podcast. At the bottom menu, you'll see a link that says Pioneers. <clears throat> when you click on that one, that'll take you to the category in our website, the Pioneers of the Great Awakening. These are our guests. And they share with us the story of their life, how they went through their darkness, how they find joy, how they find love, how they found their truth. And that weapon or that treasure or that, you know, knowledge that they discovered within themselves that allowed them to move through their darkness. And now they're out here at the other side. And because the love of God passing through their heart is so strong, they can't help but be of service. And they're bringing that into the world. And they share that with those. With These ones are also on video, not just audio. And you can find them on that link on the Pioneers in TV, or you can find them also on our uh, Rumble channel. <clears throat> and now uh, when you click on the bottom right corner of TV, the support link, you will see all our links, including that Rumble channel. We have three news channels, uh, Truth Social, X, and um, <clears throat> Telegram News. We post very physical stuff of about what's going on, stuff that the mainstream doesn't is not putting out, like what the whole thing that's going on right now in Europe with all these farmers protesting that they want to just stop having farms. It's bad for climate change. Fuck them. You know, it's massive. Do you hear that in the news? No. Why? Because it's not part of the agenda. It's massive. I mean, there's protests all over the Europe. In the big cities, they're dumping manure in the in the, in the houses of uh, Congress and everything. You know, it's some heavy stuff that's going on in Europe right now. You don't hear that. When have you heard that? You know, unless you go into the underground. Going into the underground is also challenging because there's a lot of bullshit there. So we try to find the most cohesive stuff, stuff that have trails of links, receipts of money. You can actually find out and say, well, this is you know, this is happening. Even though you're not there, of course, you know, you're not seeing it with your eyes. You're not having the physical experience. But we do the best to, because um, in this time, there's we, we need to move forward. And sometimes we don't have the full picture. And still we need to make decisions. So 
the better um, uh, equipped we are to make these decisions, um, the most information, data that we have, the better decisions that we can make. All of that, all of that stuff is there. <clears throat> we also have a Telegram chat room, and this, if you want to contact us, that's the place to do it. You get any ideas, you want to share any comments about your life, join our community on Telegram, Telegram new uh, chat room. That's the place to um, you know connect with us. We have also a clubhouse. We're not really doing anything there. We'll see. One of these days, maybe there's going to happen. Be something happening there. We also have on that page our um, sign up to our email list. You can sign up to an email list there. And we have coaching if you want help understanding and integrating this tool, these jinkies. We have the activation sequence review. It's a phone call. It's a, a Zoom call. And we can work on that. Whatever it is, you need a you know a soundboard or understanding certain areas of your whole genetic profile. And because everything is on the podcast, you all you have to do is go to the podcast. It's all there. But if you want that one-on-one work, you can work with us there. We have a live design coaching program. These have 12 sessions to reprogram a neural net in 90 days. And it has to do with aligning your deepest spiritual purpose with every aspect of your life. From your business to your, you know, your family to your uh, hobbies to your, you know, true spiritual path, uh, work and exercise and uh, hobbies, everything in your life coming from that connection with your true authentic self-expression, everything changes in your life because you're no longer living a life that is following other people's guidance. You are coming from your true center, which is that unique point of attention of God that's flowing through you, that it's unique frequency, right? And and there's no one else that can see or experience reality like you do. When you tap into that unique thing, everything starts making sense because you're living through from your true self, from your essence, right? We have that there. We have also a coaching program for people stuck in their dark night of the soul. This is actually not a coaching program. It's more like a midwifing tool. And we help you move through your um, dark night of the soul. This is not for everybody because not everybody is ready to move through their dark night of the soul, even though they might think they are. And that's the key word, thinking. Because if you think you're ready, you're not. This is a choice. It's a decision. And if you're ready to make that decision, we can help you. If you're not, then... Nobody can. Nobody, not even Jesus, if he shows up and it, it, nobody can help you. You're the one who has to make the decision. So if you feel that you're ready, check it out. We'll see if you're actually ready to move through your dark night of the soul. And we have a coaching program for coaches, business coaches, life coaches, spiritual coaches, coaches of Photoshop, coaches of photography, any type of coach to use the power of podcasting to reach your specific audience and and awaken that unique self-expression so that you you target specifically the kind of people that can't wait to work with you because you're connecting on a frequency level. And it's this is a hybrid coaching program because it's not just coaching, it's also the technical part, the marketing part. And three years that we've been working on this podcast, all the kind of like <clears throat> the things that you can skip. So that you, when you create your podcast, you go straight to the things that are going to work instead of like testing and trying and make sure that is it working here? May, may not be working there. It works both on the mainstream and the underground. I chose to do this uh, podcast on the underground because a lot of the stuff that I like to talk about, they would have censored me on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. I, I wouldn't have lasted a week. <laughs> 
But um, <clears throat> when you apply the same system on the mainstream, I would have a hundred times more success in the mainstream. I don't care because I still reach the specific kind of people that I need to reach. So it works for me. But uh, if you use it on the mainstream, it has you know a hundred times more success rate. It's called a client generator, and it's to uh, connect and, and you know attract highly qualified client leads that can't wait to work with you as a coach by using the power of podcasting, both audio and video. So all of that stuff is there at the bottom right corner of TV when you click on that support link. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Epifanio, and this is Planet Homemaking Podcast. And I wish you a wonderful rest of your day or evening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.